You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Ho, ho, ho! Holiday hot stuff. Hollering for a heck of ham and hors d'oeuvres. This is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 224, our season finale. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your elegant, elvish elders, elated for ellipses, elixirs, and elbows. Oh, I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Matt, you started so strong. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> right out of the gate. You all, up. Yeah. Yeah. all right. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz. Hot shot. Here, I have a random trivial pursuit card. And you guys have your barnyard buzzers. Here we go. Let's answer some questions. Blue Edge for geography. Which ski area in Utah became the largest in the U.S. when it merged with nearby Canyons Resort in 2015. Oh, man. Uh, Dana. Uh, is it Provo? No. Okay. Uh, Colin. Oh, uh, man, is it uh, Squaw Valley? It is Park City. Oh. Park oh. City. Okay. Uh, okay. I think... Yeah now largely known as the Olympic training ground for a lot of the snow sports. Oh, yeah. I feel like I should have known that with all the extreme snowboarding that I do. Well, you've actually grown up with snow out of all of us. That is true. That's right. That's right. Do you know how to ski? (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh, okay. I went skiing once when I was a kid. I got up to the top of the, I I, I mean, to call it a mountain, it's, I mean, I went up to the top of the small hill, um, looked down, uh, walked down sideways on my skis, went into the lodge and played uh, the arcade version of Punch Out for two hours. Yeah. That was my one and only skiing trip. (laughs) <laughs> my favorite part of of the ski trip is hanging out in the lodge too yeah me too oh yeah it was great <laughs> yeah. yeah i love you're that. outside for 10 minutes and you come in the lodge you're like whoo yep. time for a hot chocolate <laughs> yeah the hot yep. cocoa tastes better everything is better in the ski lodge okay so we're all on board okay i think i mentioned on the show before that like i my only my only window to snowboarding was playing ssx tricky on on playstation 2 and like i played so much of it i like convinced myself that i was gonna be good (laughs) at Mm, wheel snowboarding mm. how did that go yep yep and so i went to vancouver i went to whistler i was like my friends are like going on a ski trip i was like i'll go i'm really good at ssx tricky um i cried the way down (laughs) like cried like maybe i should fake an injury so that one of those like motor snowmobiles would pick me up and come down the mountain Yes, yeah. it, it was not like the game at all. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad you shared that. I one of my most embarrassing moments in my life. I just remembered when we were talking about the ski lodge. <laughs> what happened? Sorry. Okay, I'll tell it. So I was just in the ski lodge. It could have been anywhere, but I was in the ski lodge for this really embarrassing thing that happened. I went to the bathroom and I came out and I was like, "What's that sound?" Like I was walking around for a while. And then I found out that the um, the toilet pe- seat cover was stuck in my bed. Oh. <laughs> it was hanging out the back of my bed. <laughs> so, 
not a piece of toilet paper and then toilet seat cover (laughs) thing. That's so traumatic as a kid. I wasn't a kid. I was in my 20s. <laughs> the pants were so like crinkly and like you know how they're so yeah, yeah. I just didn't really I was like oh this is the normal sound mm. that the pants make I think mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so crinkly <laughs> you know I had one of my more embarrassing moments yeah uh, on the slopes as well I uh, I went to visit my sister when she was living in Boulder Colorado and I I, I flew in from sea level California oh, flew no. into Boulder. We went up to her favorite. The next morning, we went up to her favorite, you know, uh, I don't even remember what resort it was. We'd get up in the mountain. I'm like, I'm not feeling well. I was oh, just, no. I was like, I was determined to make it down. So I, you know, in fits and starts, maybe stopping halfway to throw up a little bit, but in fits oh. and starts, I made my way down, down the mountain precariously. And I'm on, you know, it sort of flattens out at the bottom and you're supposed to sort of take it easy, but I had picked up so much speed there oh. and I couldn't really stop. So I finally managed to stop and still fell flat on my butt, flat on kind of there. And then I suffered the worst indignity of any modern person, which was a group of high school students started laughing at me. And <laughs> And they said, nice landing, guy. And I had to just just the sort worst. of get up and meekly, yeah, skate over to the lodge. And I just sort of sipped on hot chocolate for the next hour. Wow. We should have just all played the arcade machine and not even try to go out. <laughs> that, oh, again, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I got right. up. I got up there. I could have had an incident just like any of these <laughs> yes, incidents. I chose yeah. not to. Have we? Did we just like invent Trivial Pursuit therapy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was only the first question on, on the card. <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. Ooh, pink wedge. Which Gone Girl was a Bond girl in Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> Die Another Day? Uh, which girl. gone girl mm-hmm. was a bond girl are they talking about the title character or the well they're looking for an actress okay, oh okay yeah. colin well the only actor i can remember from uh gone girl who might fit this bill is uh uh uh, uh rosamund pike yes yeah it oh. is rosamund pike oh, okay okay i didn't know who... she was in i did not James know bond. that yeah all right yellow edge who voiced these words on air after Nixon resigned the presidency? Quote, my fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. Oh. Yeah. Who said that? Colin. Uh, was that Walter Cronkite? Incorrect. Hmm. Chris. Um, I was going to guess Gerald Ford. Ding, 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 ding. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, yeah. he was the vice of president, course. right? So he, yep. yeah. Uh, Purple Wedge, which 1,136-page novel takes place on a single day, June 16th, in the city of Dublin, in the life of Leopold Bloom? Oh. Uh Yeah. Uh, Chris. Is this Ulysses? Yes, it is Ulysses. James Joyce's very long (laughs) piece of work. Has anyone read it? 
Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I have not read Ulysses, and I started it. I will. I will admit to being one of the probably millions of people who started it and abandoned it. Yeah, right. Like for fun? No, I had to do it for school. I I started and abandoned uh, Finnegan's Wake. Actually, not Ulysses. I did. I I I did read a portrait of the artist as a young man, and I did read Dubliners. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read Finnegan's Wake, and I'm like, no, I'm not. Never mind. And I put the book down and went to play some punch out. <laughs> punch out. Yeah. yeah. In the lodge. Like hot chocolate. Back to in the, the lodge. Right back yeah. to the ski lodge. Yeah. Uh, I, I just read after <laughs> 20 plus years longer, I guess. I read uh, It. Uh, I just okay. I, oh, oh, a, I picked it up in the pandemic book, right? yeah. just to kind of knock it out. And that, that one was probably over. Um, I, I don't think know. It maybe is. not. I was going to say, one of the longest books I read was Roots, I think. Yeah, I was like 13 when I read it. I was like, look at this book I read. It's real big. <laughs> I liked it, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I was very proud of <laughs> that. Green Wedge for Science. Which implement, long used in cattle driving, is capable of breaking the sound barrier? Oh. Yeah. Mm. Colin. That is the whip. Yes. A whip. Whip and shape. Keep it up. Um, the card yep. says specifically the sharp crack of the long tapered bull whip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Orange Wedge. In 2015, who became the second youngest golfer to win the Masters tournament after Tiger Woods? Oh. Golf, not our strong point. What year? Yeah, no. Yeah. 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. Who became the second, second youngest, youngest golfer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that uh, Rory McIlroy? That's no. Rory. No. He's okay. young, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think well, that's that all young. I got. The answer is Jordan Spieth. Oh, uh, okay. Spieth. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From okay. Texas, Jordan yep. Spieth. All right, good job. Good job, Brains. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for sharing your deep, dark <laughs> trauma. Trauma at the ski resort. Ski-related trauma. <laughs> um, and we have an amazing, guys, we have an amazing Patreon Purple Pledge fact. This is from Gabby Ubia, and she says this. I currently live in Madrid, Spain, where I teach middle school language arts in an American school, but I'm originally from Sterling, Virginia. My brother recommended you to me in 2014, and I have since listened to the catalog four times all the way through. Uh, It's such a source of comfort. Uh, Since then, I've gotten really involved in pub quiz here in Madrid. And I now host at an English speaking bookstore bar called J&J's Books and Coffee. So now she's a she's a quiz host. I love it. Wow. She says, anyways, this podcast means a lot to me. And my trivia team is sick of me saying I learned this on Good Job Brain. (laughs) They should be happy. (laughs) Because you're winning. (laughs) (laughs) Gabby here. My goodness. um, She's one of our purple patreon pledgers and she gets to uh, share a fact with us on the show and it is amazing and i'm so glad it's happening on the season finale so this is her fact she wrote in madrid's plaza mayor there's a statue of king felipe iii it was cast in the early 16th century and eventually it started to smell really bad okay (laughs) When it was pulled down by the Republicans in 1931, hundreds of tiny bird bones fell out. (gasps) Turns out 
birds were able to get in through a hole in the statue, mm-hmm. but couldn't get couldn't back get out. out. Oh my gosh. It was an elaborate bird trap. It was cast in 16th century. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of years Pulled down of in 1931. 400 years. Four centuries. Birds. His birds were just going, dying. How did this work? So it's, it's King Felipe on a horse. And so the hole is actually the horse's mouth. Oh my so gosh. It was past like so if you imagine a horse, birds, you know, when it's raining, they're like, Oh, this is a nice spot. So they fly into the mouth uh-huh. and then into the cavity of the, the inner part of the, the horse body. Mm-hmm. However, in order to get out, they have to fly down and aim down, but but it's not enough space for their wings. Oh, so no. they end up getting trapped oh, and, and die in there. Oh, oh no. 400 years. This is like a bird horror story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the 400 year old statue that eats your ancestors. They might realize the moment they go in, they shouldn't have gone oh, in because it's I like know. full of bird bones. You're just mm. like, oh, <sighs> this is bad. I like that people are like, that's just a stinky statue. You know, yeah, that, no need to look into it any further. That's fine. <laughs> they they actually reconstructed the statue and they they welded the mouth of the mm. horse so that we can prevent um, <laughs> this bird horror story from happening. I think they should erect a statue of the birds in honor of you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to commemorate the birds who's lost their lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Gabby. Gabby, holy cow! This is yeah. ridiculous. All right, today season finale. It's our season finale, and wow. uh, of course, we're in the midst of holiday season. And one of the best parts of the holidays, we've done a food episode, but another awesome part of the holidays is getting presents, is getting yeah. gifts, giving gifts. But most, you know, most of the time, getting gifts. <laughs> so this week, today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. <laughs> Oh, in the brush stroke font. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's wine o'clock. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if you're not going to smile at my cooking, then get the heck out of here. Yes, it is the holiday season. Woo! And that means that uh, I have, I have, you know, I just wanted to talk about a gift that you should not give to yourself and that you should not <laughs> give to other people. <laughs> Whoa! Um, it is, the, yes. So uh, it's the holiday season. That means that, um, you know, all around America, hardware stores are going to start hanging up some festive holiday signage. Um, the typical holiday sign that they're going to hang up at, you know, uh, Home Depot or Ace Hardware as a little illustration of a product that people typically want to buy during the holiday season. And and below that product, that image, that illustration is usually written something that goes a little bit like this. These are not made. These should never be made. We will not make them. We will not help you make one. <laughs> Okay, well, this sign seems to mean business. What is this product? Why are people asking for it? It is, put simply, if you can can picture this in your head, a male-to-male power cord. Both both ends of the cable. Two plugs? Yeah, like both ends of the cable are a plug that you plug into the wall, and the other end is another (laughs) plug that you plug into the wall. And 
yeah, you cannot buy this at hardware stores. Um, but uh, I recently discovered, actually around this time last year, that these signs showing one of these saying, get out of here if you want one of these, um, go up every holiday season because there is a big surge <clears throat> in interest uh, for them <laughs> um, around this time. And why is that? Uh, well, typically this is what happens. You, like Clark Griswold, go up onto the roof of your home and you <laughs> hang about 500 feet of Christmas lights up there uh-huh. and you know, Santa and the reindeer and everything. Then once that's all, you know, stapled in and secure and, you know, it's not going anywhere and it's really fixed to your roof, you climb down the, you know, ladder that's kind of like precariously leaning up against the side of your house with like, <laughs> like one setting foot. setting the like, scene. Hole, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know you, and you, you're finally done, right? You've been up on your literal roof this whole time, like risking your life and uh you go over you're gonna plug the strand of light into the outlet and light the pole place up and you look down at your hand and and you're holding the female end of the cord <laughs> the holes and end. The, and the, po- the, the, the holes end of the cords and the male end is somewhere up near your chimney like stapled up there. <laughs> you put them in backwards oh they yeah, do it wrong that people oh, yeah. will do it backwards no. accidentally and so at this point if you don't really know that much about electricity you think oh sure no problem i just need an adapter you know just <laughs> like you need usb to usb micro whatever no, yeah, no i just need okay, an adapter right, right. Buy, you know a dongle. a dongle i just need a dongle that plugs in the male end and goes in here and then I'll plug the male end into my wall and then bing, bang, boom, I got my adapter. <laughs> um, problem solved. Actually, no, uh, for like many reasons. So, so I'm talking about this, by the way, cause I think as some of you guys may have seen, I actually tweeted about this last year in 2020, um, on Twitter, I, I, showed some examples of these signs because there were like, I could find many of them. So I showed like four examples of these. <laughs> we don't make this sign. And the tweet like kind of went viral that year. And then this year with me doing nothing, it came back again. You know, like (laughs) it just seems like every holiday season, this tweet is going to come back on me because people are very interested in, you know, in this and the fact that this sort of just happens. Oh, I just thought to myself, you know what? Let me, let me bring this onto the show because I plugged the show under the tweet, plugged the show. Um, nah. there's another one you're, that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to promote your SoundCloud right when the tweet goes viral um, and I'm like oh I should actually talk about this on Good Job Brain now I learned something interesting before we go into too much detail here I learned something interesting in the replies to this tweet which is that Christmas lights do not necessarily work in other countries the way that they that we do them in America because oh. people are actually very confused they're like what do you mean the the female end of the christmas lights um if you're a non-american listening to the show right now and you're a little confused about this yes our strands of lights that you buy and you put on your house and stuff like that, or even that you put on your Christmas tree, Christmas lights generally have a male plug at one end that you plug into the wall and yeah. a female plug at the other end. Um, yeah. And we can daisy chain our strands of lights together to cover our gigantic American houses. Now you, you might think, <laughs> gee, isn't that, isn't that like dangerous? Like, won't that like overload the circuit if you do it too many times? Um, and the answer is no, because what a lot of people don't know uh, is that each of those strands of lights actually has a fuse in it at the female end. Right, there are fuses right. in the strands. So if something were to get overloaded, that you wouldn't overload the whole thing and cause a big oh! fire. The, the fuse would blow. 
So with that in mind, now we get to, well, why can't Ace Hardware sell me, you know, a, uh, a male-to-male power cord? <laughs> well, the first danger here is basic electrical safety, because the reason the plugs are designed as they are is that the electricity is deep inside your wall, <laughs> not out. That's why there's no plugs sticking out from outside your wall and you plug them <laughs> to the other end. The electricity's so cool. in there, so you put the prongs inside in and there. then it meets the electricity versus it just being out. You plug this, you you plug one of these things in, and now the electricity is all outside of the wall, and it's just yeah. just open and exposed. Because people ask this question on Twitter, it's like, why is this dangerous? It's like, imagine if you had a taser, but it was floppy and always on and <laughs> yeah, at ankle height in your living room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is why this is why some people very morbidly call this cable a suicide cable. It's super dangerous. And back to the Christmas lights. Now, okay, so let's say that you were really super careful. You still shouldn't do this. If you were really super careful and you plug the, you know, into your Christmas lights and plug it into the wall, well, you've now kind of lost the protection of all those chains of fuses because the fuses are at the uh, wrong end, end of the whole thing. Mm. And so you don't, you just, all you want to do is, it's like this is what some of these signs are like, if you need this adapter, you put your lights up wrong. You don't need this adapter. It doesn't exist. What you need is a big extension cord. For mm-hmm. the other end. Or you yeah. need to restring your Christmas lights. But you, but if you want to get a big extension cord and do, that, do it that way, you can do that. So some of the replies to this tweet said something to the effect of, oh, well, I actually do use one of those. Because that's how I plug my generator into the house's mm. electrical system. You know, if you have a portable backup, you know, generator, you can plug it into your home using one of those cables. And I'm sure there's a lot of them out actually out there being used for that purpose. You know, you have a generator, <laughs> you plug one end in, you plug one end into an outlet in your house and it quote unquote back feeds. It back feeds the electricity backwards into your house. Instead of it coming from the power line, you're putting Whoa. the electricity into your house the into other way. Into your house. Oh. Yes. So you can do that. It's illegal everywhere in the United States. You can <laughs> do it. And the reason, I mean, one of the reasons why is because if somebody is, let's say the power goes down, right? Okay, I'll plug my generator into the wall and start sending electricity through my house that way. Now, uh, the power line guy comes to that goes up in the power lines. Well, the power lines are dead. So he's going to fix it. Oh, oops. You're sending electricity <laughs> through because it's leaving your house and going to the power lines oh also. God. Now you zap that guy and he dies. Yikes. So, but people are like, oh, well, you know, then I'll just, I'll shut off the, you know, the, the main breaker. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, I guess <laughs> if you do that, but it's like, then you have to, you know, make sure you do. So there is a way to have a backup generator for your home, but like it involves like what's called a transfer switch, which, which mm-hmm. takes away all of these, you know, sort of uncertainties and dangers, dangers and things like that. Yeah. And so the thing is you can go. If you go to Amazon, you can buy a mail-to-mail power cord. <gasps> oh my god! I would not. I thought it. you said places don't make them. You so responsible places do not make them, but <laughs> yeah. there are sellers on Amazon that will sell you a lot of stuff that um, you can't buy in a store. I looked at all the reviews for it. The first review for the first <laughs> one that I saw, five out of five stars, good for pools. I plug <gasps> one end into my home outlet and I put the other end into my pool to kill all the frogs. <laughs> oh god! You <laughs> kill all the frogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh my God. Um, the Yes. So the holidays bring a bounty of gifts. Let's make sure that one of them yeah. is not a suicide cord. Also important PSA. Uh, there were so many people who responded to this tweet who were like, 
Uh, yeah, I worked at a hardware store and I constantly had to deal with people like yelling at me, telling me that these <gasps> did exist and that they just know more than me. And I'm like, it <laughs> could kill you. And they're like, no, 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 not me. You know, it's like, yeah, right. yes, you. <laughs> I'm the electron charmer. I know what I'm right, doing. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Precisely. God. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so now I'm curious, Chris, you alluded to this. So I, w have other countries solved this problem oh, in, sure. a, in a more sophisticated way than we have? And yes, in a lot of cases, if you do have strands of lights that, that connect together, they just have special proprietary plugs on the other side. So you can only mm. connect them to oh. other strands of lights. So okay. less yeah. confusing. Or they just don't have them. Yeah. Be careful out there, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, hardware store employees. Keeping, keeping ourselves safe. <laughs> All right, now that our uh, group safety lesson is out of the way safely Yay! for the year, uh, I have a quiz for you all uh, about holiday toys. Not Ooh. necessarily Christmas toys, it's more just end of year, whatever your end of year holiday of choice Q4 is. Q4 shopping. Yeah, there we go. I like that. That sounds nice, warm, and fuzzy. The Q4 shopping <laughs> quiz. I have uh, gone through multiple, multiple lists, a lot of research here, and compiled some of the hot, best-selling, number Ooh. one toys of various years over the last, oh, 50 years or so. Wow. Okay. I am going to give you guys uh, some clues here, a few, and usually the number one uh, selling toy of a given year. And I want you guys to write down your best guess as to what <laughs> year I am talking about. Okay? Oh, wow. Oh, That's now, hard. Okay. Uh, I, some of these will be a little easier than others. I have mixed these up chronologically. So you cannot use that as a uh, hint of going in order from <laughs> oldest to uh, most recent. <laughs> Whoever is closest to the oh. year will get a point. Okay, uh, okay. We can share points if there's a tie. If you guess the year exactly, I will give you two points. So uh, we'll start off with one here that hopefully not too hard. And I've really tried not to have too many uh, video game related ones on here, which I think would be an unfair advantage unfair. for our own Chris Kohler. All right. Some of the best selling toys or games in this year included the game Bananagrams. Toys from the movie Wally -E, and the Nintendo Wii home video oh game system. God. Try and start off with a little easy one here for you guys. What year was this? What year was this? Bananagrams, Wally, -E, Nintendo Wii. Okay. Now, certainly some of these toys are hits in multiple years, but this is the year when they all kind of struck at the same time. Mm -hmm. I got it. All right. Okay. You ready? Okay. Oh! <laughs> Everyone says 2007. Uh, the right? year that these all peaked actually together was 2008. But you all get a point. You all get okay. a point. Yeah, that's right. Of course, the Wii introduced building up steam, building up steam. Supply yeah. shortages, of course, affect how yeah. many mm -hmm. you can sell. All right. Moving right along, moving right along. What year were the top-selling toys included? A Buzz Lightyear figure, mm. Space Jam the movie action figures, and the runaway, runaway hit, Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, okay. Space Jam the movie action figures starring Michael Jordan, of course, many others. 
Buzz Lightyear, and the Tickle Me Elmo, one of the best-selling mm-hmm. holiday toys of all time. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Answers up when you're ready. Chris says 1996. Karen says 1996. Dana says 1997. Oh, so it is, in fact, 1996. That's Ah. right. So two points to Chris, two points to Karen. Dana, so close. I know. This year had uh, truly some uh, all-timers on this list. What, What holiday season saw Care Bears... My Little Pony figures. Oh, I just watched. And the absolute Titanic runaway success of Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, God. What year was this? Care Bears. My Little Pony. Cabbage Patch Kids. I remember this year well. My sister clamoring for a Cabbage Patch Kid. All right. Answers Uh. up when you're ready. Ooh. 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 Chris says 1983. Karen says 1985. Dana says 1984. Man, I love it. You guys are just, you guys know your toys. It is, in fact, 1983. Ah, So two two points to Chris. I I do. I specifically remember Cabbage Patch Kid Mania being 83. Yeah. 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 They they were introduced in in the late 70s, uh, really picked up steam. But yeah. It's crazy because I feel like I was into. My Little Ponies and and Care Bears, but like yeah, they were, they were cool for yeah. a while. Yeah, well, yeah while. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and again, this is not to say that like you know in 1984, no one cared about Cabbage Patch yeah, Kids yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What year? What year? These these toys were among many 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 kids lists. The Amazing Alley interactive doll, electronic. Okay. Okay. Techno, the robotic puppy. All right. This year oh. actually saw this given year saw a lot of these sort of breakthrough robotic uh, pet year. Uh, okay. And the absolute king slash queen of that year, the Razor Kick Scooter. Oh, the oh my the god! Razor Scooter, Amazing Alley, Techno, the robotic puppy, Razor Scooter. All right. When you're ready, let's see answers up. This was definitely one of those years where it crossed over into oh, adult oh. purchase as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go earliest to latest here. Karen says the year 2000. Chris says 2002. Dana, a <laughs> little bit later there, 2010. Karen has it on the nose. Oh, how symbolic because it's like the, the, the robot toys and the... There were a lot. I looked into this. Man, I, I did not even remember the... Poochie was another uh, early electronic dog. Yeah, the the, you heard me. The poo dash chi. Like, did the robot dog poop? Is that why it's called Poochie? As far as I know, Karen, it did not actually (laughs) poop. uh, But yeah, okay, all right. The Atari twenty six hundred. The Stretch Armstrong figure, and again, the number one runaway. Ran out of stock hit Star Wars, the movie action figures. Hopefully, hopefully you guys can hook into this. Atari 2600, Stretch Armstrong, Uh, Star Wars action figures. If you're you're asking me what year did Star Wars action figures debut? I know that. So I got to go with it. Let's get the answers up. Oh, no. Answers up. Okay. 
Dana, 1978. Chris, 1977. Karen, 1975. Chris is walking away with this one so far. It is on the nose. 1977. Yeah. Uh, This year, the Barbie Dream Motorhome moved a lot of units, moved a lot of units, the Barbie Dream Motorhome, but it it could not compete with the hype and the sales of the Talkboy. The Talkboy. The Mm -hmm. voice modulating tape recording device, which was uh, Mm -hmm. boosted in popularity by its appearance in a hit movie. Oh, oh. That's all all I'm going to give you. I might have said Mm -hmm. too much Mm -hmm. already. Talk Boy. Could record audio. You could play yeah. it back. You could uh, make it slower, distort Speed your it up, voice. Make it slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Your voice yes. would sound okay. like your dad's voice. Maybe. Whoa. Ooh. All right. Uh, oh, Dana says 1989. Chris says 1992. Karen says 1979. I think Chris is on the trail of the movie. Chris, what what movie am I talking about here? The the feature film you are mentioning that uh, in which the talk boy uh, made its appearance and made every kid want one to pull off the incredible pranks committed by Mr. Kevin McAllister in oh, Home Alone 2, yes, Lost yes. in New York. You got uh, it. You not got even it. the first Home Alone. Not even the first one. one. It was the sequel. Yeah. That's right. Uh, That's right. Wow, you really know your McAllister <laughs> more. What was the answer? 1993. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, so point point to Chris there. One year off. Yeah, this one was great. I, I it, it was such a key part of some of the marketing from the film obviously kids were like that's a pretty cool toy so they decided to turn it into a real toy hasbro in fact the you know one of the leading toy manufacturers they made one uh it became so popular that again it was selling out they had they 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 could not keep up with the demand for this toy that was sort of popularized as a lark almost in, in just for a plot point in the movie Going way back. I will tell you guys, we were going way back on this one. I'll even tell you before any of us were born here. What year had the Talking Viewmaster debuted? Not just your regular Viewmaster, but oh man, this thing could talk. Uh, The Light Bright system had been on the market, but that really peaked this year. But the, the number one toy introduced earlier that year... The Nerf ball. No way. Nerf ball. Yes. Nerf ball. The ball. The Nerf ball. What year? The talking viewmaster and the Nerf ball. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oof. I feel very confident that I am, uh, you know, really close. It's just a question of. Okay. How close is close? How close is close? (laughs) Yep. All right. Let's see your answers when you're ready. Uh, Chris says 1971. Karen says 1972. Dana says 1975. All great guesses, you guys, really. Uh, It was 1970. So, Chris, yeah. Chris, always point off. Man, I get it down to zero. I know. It's true. It's true. It's true. All right, last one, last one. Here we go, here we go. Relatively recent, I hope, in your memories, last one. Among among the uh, hot toy lists, including another toy that just sold out, could not be kept in stock. So this year saw a lot of Minecraft action figures being sold. This year, you know, sign of the times, right? This year, the iPhone 6 okay. was on a lot of kids' wish lists. Shows you how far we've come. But hmm. 
by far the best selling, most demanded, hardest to keep in stock toy this year was the Snow Glow Elsa figure from, of course, the movie oh, Frozen. It talked, it sang, like everything else, it was electronic. What year? What year was this? Minecraft action figures, iPhone 6, Snow Glow oh Elsa. God. It feels so recent, but it's not. If you go back to, you know, like the, the hot toys of the year 1970, it's like a ball. And then, like, <laughs> you know, you go up and then it's just like the mo- the world's most expensive phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how far we've, how far children have come. Okay. Answers up. Answers up. Here we go. Across the board, you all have the correct answer. 2014. Yay! Two points for everybody. Yeah, 2014. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I I, could not think of a better way to close that one. So let's tally it up here. Uh, I will not give you the exact number. Chris indeed won. Chris with one. You're not going to give the exact number? I win one. I'm not going to tell you how good he did. Your prize is not to shame everybody else. (laughs) 12 points. 12 points to Chris Kohler uh, with four on the nose guesses. It's a good good number. Yeah, good job. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. On the 12th day of Christmas, good job brain gave to me 12 foreign snacks, 11 iterations, 10 Tim Tam slamming, 9 new mnemonics, 8 waxed mustaches, 7 robots singing, 6 quizzes quizzing, 5 beaver my turn i'm going to name my segment slash quiz from country with love um, oh good name. chris you're our resident liberty head you're the statue of liberty yeah <laughs> yep. kid expert and you know that that's a really common fact that we know from trivia or snapple lids that like the statue of liberty was actually a gift from mm-hmm. france and we've seen a lot of other gifts from other nations the pandas in dc are a gift mm. from the Chinese government on loan. 
the cherry blossoms in the spring of DC, mm. a big thing is to view the cherry blossoms bloom. And those trees were a gift from Japan to the States. So oh. here I have a segment slash quiz where I will be talking about some of uh, gifts between nations. Your job is to write down from what country to what country. Ooh, okay. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. So we're going to yeah. write two answers, give you a great clue, and you have to guess from which country gifted this to what right. receiving country. All right. So, for example, <laughs> the Statue of Liberty, it was from France, gifted to the United States. All right. Well, here we go. Our first one is called the Resolute Desk. It's an ornate office desk that was built from the timbers of an Arctic exploration ship. I'm sure you have all seen it before in photographs, probably not in person. What country was the gifter and what country was the recipient? Mm -hmm. Resolute. The Resolute Desk is an ornate office desk mm -hmm. that was built from the timbers of an Arctic exploration ship. I definitely know the recipient. Yes. A pretty good, pretty, pretty good guess mm -hmm. on the donor. Mm -hmm. All right. Answers up, please. Chris, your your paper is so small. Chris I, says UK to US. Dana says UK to US. Colin says UK to US. Across the board, correct. It is yay. UK to US. The Resolute Desk was given to President Rutherford B. Hayes by Queen Victoria in 1880, and it has become, most recognizably, the Oval Office Desk. So, mm. uh, backstory, so it was made out of timbers of a certain ship, and it was a... Uh, from the HMS Resolute. That's where the name comes mm, from. The HMS uh, right, Resolute right, right. was an abandoned ship in the Arctic. It was found in 1855 floating by an American whaling ship. And so the U.S. repaired the HMS Resolute ship and returned it to the U.K., and oh. so when the ship was decommissioned um, years later, the UK held an art contest to ask for design and ideas of what to do with the wood from the ship so that hmm. Queen Victoria could make something to give to the American president as a thank you oh. for helping yeah. find and, and repairing the ship. The, the desk actually has been modified twice, majorly, famously modified by uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt. It used to be a desk where, you know, the legs where you see the legs is empty and so he mm. requested to make a door. Privacy shield. Yeah, privacy mm -hmm. shield for his legs because, you know, he had to wear braces. And so that's mm -hmm. where, like, the presidential seal is. And most famously, mm. we've probably seen the photo of JFK working on the desk with his son, JFK Jr., as a kid playing, oh, yeah, coming yeah. out yeah, from the yeah. little sliding door. Uh, so that is the Resolute Desk. All right, next yeah. present, next gift. Every year since 1947, the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree... The tree, the spruce tree itself is a gift. What country is the gifter and what country is the recipient? Mm. So every year since 1947, the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree from mm. what country is the gifter and to what country is the recipient? I think the name Trafalgar Square Christmas Tree a, gives you a yeah. hint. Yeah, again, I like I like you're giving us a, a hook in here. Or the recipient. What is a country that might have a lot of big spruce trees? Oh, jeez. Uh -oh. oh. Yeah, write down go your... Go ahead and just cross something out on my paper here. Not, not <laughs> related to the thing. question in any way. Answers up. We have Chris yeah. says Canada mm. to UK. Dana says That's Germany true. to UK. And Colin says, USA to UK. It is 
Norway to UK. Oh. Oh. Every year, Norway will cut down a Norwegian spruce and ship it to England as a token of gratitude. For like World War II? Yep, or, Second I World mean, War. Mm. Um, so what happened was Norway was invaded by Nazi Germany in 1940, and the king, the Norwegian king, you know, rejected the the German demands and refused to abdicate. Uh, finally, evacuated to the UK, where he worked on the liberation of Norway and the Norwegian resistance. So, as a thank you, mm. Norway yeah. would ship a huge Norwegian <laughs> giant spruce tree to England every Christmas. <laughs> the tree has its own Twitter account, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like everything else these days. Yeah, it only usually tweets like around November. When it's like, hey, it's time to chop me down. <laughs> or like, oh, now I'm in now I'm in England. Yeah, I've made my journey. All right, next one. Similar to the Trafalgar tree tradition, uh, the annual gift of 10,000 tulips every year since 1945 has turned into a whole tulip festival event uh, that happens every May. Uh, claimed to be the world's largest tulip festival. So what country was the gifter? The gift being 10,000 tulips. And what country was the recipient hmm. since 1945? Hmm. I think we might have a good idea of the gifter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Who was the recipient? Have we ever heard of hmm. a giant tulip festival? Since somewhere? 1945, 1945. You said. Spoiler alert. A lot of these are tokens of gratitude after the World War. Right, right. A lot of countries coming together thanking each other right right tulip festival eh mm. <laughs> was that a clue <laughs> yeah. all right answers up here we go chris puts sorry sorry here you go, here you go. Ne yeah. netherlands to the u.s dana put netherlands to france uh colin says netherlands to france as well it is Netherlands to Canada. Ah, it's the Canadian Canada. Tulip Festival. The Canadians sheltered the future Queen Juliana and her family uh, during the Nazi occupation mm. of the Netherlands. Mm. And so actually, Juliana, who became queen, she even gave birth to her daughter in Ottawa. Hmm. And they actually had to rezone the hospital's maternity ward so that it allowed the baby's citizenship to remain Dutch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like this room is part of the Netherlands, <laughs> or yeah, for the next day. It's an unofficial and, or it's a, an official embassy for one day, right? Yeah, it's really cool. Next one, the Merci train, not the Mercy train, <laughs> was a string of forty-nine box cars, each filled inside with gifts donated from the public, include clothes, dolls, ornaments, furniture. Uh, nineteen forty-nine. What country was the gifter and what country was the recipient? Hmm. So the Merci train was a string of 49 boxcars. Each boxcar was filled with goodies and stuff. Right. Answer is up. Chris says France to U.S. Dana says France to France. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then Colin says France to USA. It is France to the U.S. Uh, okay. The 49 boxcars. So each state so the oh. plan was each state oh. would have its own oh. special box car. That's kind of what I was thinking. Gotcha. So, so the train arrived in New York City, and then the train, each box car would be distributed to each state. 
And so at that time, it's it's Alaska was included, and Hawaii and DC had to share a car. This is why there's uh, 49 box cars. Uh, most of the states, except for five states, uh, still have their box car somewhere. The one huh. for California is in Fresno. It's at like a post office display huh. of Fresno. A lot of these are in museums. I put France to France because I didn't know if they gave or received. Yeah. And then I was like, surely it's not the U.S. because it's a train and you can't ride a train from France to the U.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next one, the Teardrop Memorial from 2005 has the distinction of being called one of the world's ugliest statues by Foreign Policy Magazine. Hmm. What country was the gifter and what country was the recipient? Think about like what around that time, what it would be memorializing. I will describe the statue as you guys write it down. It is um, like, how do I say it nicely? It looks like a silver testicle, like one silver testicle. <laughs> That's nicely. <laughs> drooping, hanging inside like a rock crack. Oh, I have seen and it's this huge. sculpture. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's 10 stories tall. It's oh, huge. Wow. Yeah. No, so I can picture 10 it. 10 stories tall and a, and a silver uh, oh, man. uni ball sack. Oh, uh, okay. Well, hmm. yeah. All right. Here we go. Answers up. What country was the gifter? What country recipient? Uh, Chris says UK to US. Dana says France to US. Uh, Colin says Germany to US. It is Russia to mm. US. Oh. Sculpture by sculpture artist Zurab by Zurab Teratelli. It was uh, given to the United States as an official gift. Um, at first, it was gratefully accepted by the local government of Jersey City. Uh, but then they rejected it once the city officials actually uh, saw it. Hey, it <laughs> looks like, like a ball. It's really big. No, thank you. Mr. Uh, yeah. Teratelli had had some bad luck in the past of getting countries and or cities to accept his sculpture gifts. Mm. He keeps getting denied. Mm. All right, last one, last one from Country with Love. In 1820, three giraffes were gifted from one country to three other countries in Europe. Hmm. And it created genuinely what, you know, you'd call giraffe mania. People <laughs> all over Europe were swept up in giraffe frenzy. Homes were decorated with giraffe wallpaper. Hmm. They drank from uh they drank from giraffe china. People wore giraffe print clothes. Bakeries made giraffe torts and pies. Um so what country was the gifter and what oh. country was the recipient? Wait, when so was the- this? There are three recipients, but you can name just one of the three. Okay. 1820. So in 1820, three giraffes were gifted from one country, one African nation. Let's let's narrow that down. One African nation to three other countries in Europe. And it created giraffamania. Giraffamania. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So answers up. We have Chris says Egypt to UK. Uh, Dana says Kenya to UK. Colin says Kenya to Italy. Chris is correct. It is Egypt to France, UK, and Austria. Interesting. The Viceroy of Egypt, they wanted to keep Greece within the Ottoman Empire. 
while parts of Europe supported Greek independence. And so the Viceroy sent three giraffes to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Giraffe bribe. Maybe my friend, Mr. Giraffe, will change your mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People were obsessed. I mean, this is 1820. Most people have never seen anything like it. I found pictures of fashion magazines where women actually had would do their hair up to have the, like, the little horns. Wow. That's so cute. All right. Well, good job, guys. That was hard. That was good. That was good. But those are fun, fun facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have one last quiz. Dana, what are you going to give us? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that, Karen. I am going to give you a quiz about giving people Christmas presents. So <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I, I've compiled a list of pretty famous Christmas songs i think you've all heard these Ooh. songs mm-hmm. and they have like specific gifts oh gosh that are given. Okay. Oh, my gosh. and you don't have to tell me the gifts instead you just have to tell me the song because out of context sometimes you're like what song sure talks yeah. about this thing yep okay yeah. okay. okay okay buzz in or write down uh let's buzz in we'll start with the song i thought of first that is full of stuff of, about what she once that's the hint it's a sable a light blue 54 convertible a yacht a deed to a platinum mind a a deed to a duplex some sign checks some tiffany's christmas tree decorations and Mm -hmm. a ring what song wow no hesitation on chris's part santa baby yeah you know who sang it Mm -hmm. made it famous oh oh catwoman so this next song, the singer gave someone their heart with a note saying, I love you. And they meant it. <laughs> mm. Chris, oh, 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 oh. Uh, is this, is this last Christmas by Wayne? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Gave you my heart. And the very yep. next day you get, next yeah. Next day. Mm. He, <laughs> he re-gifted it. Yeah. One of the yep. top songs, one of the top streaming Christmas songs now. How about this one? This singer wants a plane that looped the loops and a hula hoop. Oh. Wow, God. The singer is Alvin. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. The song is, um, what is it called? The Christmas song? No. You're kind of right. It's called the Chipmunk song. The chipmunk. Oh, right. Christmas don't be late. Christmas don't be late. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. The, yes, because it is. It's called yeah. Because that was the first one, right? It was like that was the first song. So it was just called the Chipmunk song. Mm. Yes. Don't be late. Oh, yes. Okay. I see. Okay. So this singer won't give you a diamond ring, a fancy car, or a house in the hills. Instead, you'll get a oh. body part in mm-hmm. a package. <laughs> It's uh, Dick in a Box by Justin Timberlake. Oh! Or Lonely Island. <laughs> oh, the Lonely Island. Featuring, Featuring Justin Timberlake. It's I forgot that was a Christmas song. An Emmy award winning Christmas yes. song. Yeah. Yes. Yes. How about this one? The singer wants their two maxillary central incisors. <laughs> Colin. This one, I believe, is uh, the, the song is All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. And I, my best known version is the Chipmunks version. The, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now, 
That makes sense because they need it. Is is the title of the song "All I Want for Christmas" parentheses is my two front teeth close parentheses? No parentheses. No? <laughs> okay. But that would have been good. That would have been yeah. good. Yeah. I I read something and it said that it was written by a teacher who thought of it and wrote it in half an hour after he saw all these kids in his class who were missing that's, their teeth. Yeah. He was like, Aww. "Oh, cute." Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and I think it was made famous by the singer Spike Jones. Ah. How about a new year without any fear because war is over? <laughs> oh. Colin. Yeah. You guys are so good. Uh, it, it is that, uh, uh, so this is Christmas? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I think there's a parentheses here. I yeah. believe yes. I believe the yeah. title of the song is Merry Christmas, parentheses, War is Over. Happy Xmas. Oh, happy Xmas. Because it's British. They say happy Xmas. Yeah. yeah. Brits. Um, and that's uh, John Lennon, right? Yes. All right. This last one, you may have not heard this song before, but you might be able to kind of narrow down who it is based on what they ask what for. What they want. Because okay. it's bananas. Okay. It's, they want <laughs> a pair of Chloe shades, a diamond belly ring, a crop jacket with dirty denim jeans, a poem, a gift certificate for CDs, and the keys to a CLK Mercedes. Like, I feel like it kind of gives you a sense of when this song recorded okay. <laughs> was recorded. Uh, yeah. CDs. I mean, right there, kind of. CDs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a diamond belly ring, some oh, dirty denim jeans. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Karen. Is it Christina Aguilera? No. Oh. It's a girl group. Oh, it's, it's a girl, girl group? group? Is it mm. the Spice Girls? No. No. Pussycat Dolls. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, all three are famous. One of them is very famous now. Destiny's uh, Child. Okay. Yes. This is the Eight Days of Christmas by Destiny's Child. That's what uh, they wanted okay. for Christmas. <laughs> Weird stuff I want for Christmas by Destiny's yeah. Child. Who <laughs> yep. can you repeat the list of things they're funny? A pair of Chloe shades, a diamond belly ring, a crop jacket with dirty <laughs> denim jeans, a poem, a gift certificate for some CDs. Yep. And the keys. <laughs> I like that it's not just the CDs, it's the yeah. gift certificate yeah. for yeah. the CD. I don't trust you to pick them out. Yeah. <laughs> they throw in the poem so it doesn't sound too shallow, too. It's like, right. well, I'm not all right. about yeah. materialistic yeah. stuff. Like in addition yeah. to the Cadillac and the other things, you can you can just get me a poem. <laughs> And then I'm taking that and the gift certificate down to Sam Goody and we'll see which one gets me more CDs. Good one. Good good, good quiz. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Woo. Well, the season finale. It's been quite the season of Good Job Brain. Much of it, for our parts, recorded up here in outer space. In because space! 
in space because as you know way back way way back now in episode 219 several episodes ago at the end of the escape room hosted by our good friends at escape this podcast we found out at the end of that virtual escape room that in fact our 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 prize our trivia pub trivia prize had been purloined by our old nemesis carmen san mateo had yes had had made off with it um and um, Carmen San Mateo, by the way, being unrelated to any other uh, globe-trotting arch criminal that you may have seen on oh, public not. television or MS DOS-based personal computers, anything like that. Um, <laughs> so we followed Carmen San Mateo into space, uh, solving a puzzle at each location with the help of you, our listeners. Finally, we narrowed down Carmen's location uh, to uh, right here where we currently are, the Dwarf Planet series. Um, now. Enraged by the revelation that the big prize that Carmen had stolen was in fact a small card reading, the real pub trivia prize was the friends we made along the way, Um, (laughs) Carmen then stole our ship and ditched us here on series where we found many massive cabinets full of boxed breakfast cereal brands and a plaque reading, this cabinet was placed here to commemorate the following spaceflight missions, Atlantis 2, Apollo 6, Gemini 5, Discovery 9. Now, fortunately, you, the listeners, realized there was something a little weird about these these space missions and their designations and came uh, at one point to the conclusion that Atlantis 2, for example, uh, must mean to take the second letter in the word Atlantis. Ah. Um, Apollo 6 means takes the sixth letter in the word Apollo and so on and so forth, giving us the word Tony. And it doesn't take a serial expert of which we all are anyway. Yes, of yeah. course. To, to know that that means to look for maybe the world's most famous serial mascot. Um, in fact, one of the first serial mascots on the moon as Tony the Tiger's signature Frosted Flakes was on board Apollo 11 alongside oh. Kellogg's Flakes. Yeah. So armed with this knowledge, we run to the cabinet full of the F serials pulling out the layered rows of various boxes of frosted flakes from all eras and times and special offers. And then it, go, it just rows on rows. It goes to the back. This is why we couldn't just start doing random stuff. We had to have a, a, a solution to this puzzle. We started on the frosted flakes and we dig and we dig. And as we feel like we're getting to the back of this uh, extensive uh, cabinet full of cereals, we begin to hear strange, vaguely familiar voice. And it was a, a voice that we honestly thought we were never going to hear again. Hello, it's me, the former quizmaster who's been trapped in this cabinet. Nobody ever lets me finish my speech about how the cabinet doubles as a wormhole. Just step right on through here, and you can open the other side and set us all free. You and the ancient old quizmaster. I'm 53. You, you crawl through the insides of the cabinets, crawling over cereal boxes that eventually give way to outsized bottles of wine, emerging into the bombed-out trivia venue, the old quizmaster begins to speak again. Oh yeah, the final prize was a real letdown, huh? Cheapskates that run this place. They tried that when I was quizmaster, and people got pretty mad and they locked me in there. Fortunately, you all seem like you're not going to do that. You walk out of the bar. It's a starry night. Orion's belt hangs low over the earth, looking particularly belty tonight. You have no prize, you have no spaceship, 
and Carmen San Mateo is somewhere out there in space and or time, plotting her next move against you. But you, unlike the greedy Carmen, realize that the card was correct. The real prize truly is the friends you made along the way, and that's always worth more than a pitcher of beer. <laughs> I can't believe this throwaway joke. <laughs> improv throwaway joke. You thought it was up. an improv throwaway joke. It was never going to come back again, but it turned out to be the key to the whole thing all along. <laughs> the wizened grade. Last crusade grade. quiz master. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. 53. He's still pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks uh, so much to our friends Danny and Bill from Escape This Podcast for not only the escape room, but for coming back at the end uh, when oh, I decided what a great that. Uh... <laughs> Fantastic. Woo! Yay! Carmen technically got away, uh, and that's probably for the best because it's really hard to make the, or it's really hard for Carmen to make all of these puzzles. Uh, so she'll probably take a nice, I don't think she's going to bother us again for a while. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Carmen. Yeah. Wherever, wherever you, you are. are. The time Whoever. space somewhere. Yeah. She's gone, gone for a while. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about toy sales, famous gifts between countries, a presence in songs, and the mail-to-mail connector that does not exist. Please be safe about that. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on all podcast apps and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network, Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like Big Picture Science, Subtext, and Movie Therapy. And we'll see you guys next year. Wait, 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 wait. You know, remember, remember, I mean, you know, even though Carmen did get away, I mean, that happened on that other, the PBS show with that other lady all the time, too. And they still celebrated at the end. So there is just one more thing that we have to do before we close out this season. And you guys know what it is. Do, do it, it Macapella! She's a satirical swindler, legally distinct from others. She's a fair use finagler who is plainly parody. She's discreetly designed so we don't get calls from lawyers. Tell me who in the heck is Carmen San Mateo? The corporate world is like the ocean. It's alluring, but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces. It becomes kind of like a Game of Thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job. My family doesn't come from corporate background, so I didn't have any sort of guidance in that. This is not your typical work podcast. Sometimes you need to be empathetic. And then there are times that you ask for input, but you don't really give a shit. <laughs> Listen to the Ambi Award-nominated podcast, Surfing Corporate. <laughs> Stretch opportunity. What is this, yoga class? Get out of here. <laughs> 